And I'm trying to PR it. it it's not hard because I was very slow, but but yeah, it's just one of those things like, can I, can I do this 20 years later? Can I beat my old time? Welcome back to the next episode of the Trail Running Women podcast. I am really excited for today's episode and you guys should be too. I have Jeff Harold from the Big Ass Runner podcast and he's down in Texas and him and his buddy Steve, who work together, decided to start a podcast during COVID. They are both marketers as their day job and you can really tell their website, their Instagram, the community they've created with that is amazing. I had so much fun chatting with Jeff. He also secretly has probably the best radio voice that you could ever hear. As soon as we got on the phone, I was just like, oh, I hope I don't have to say anything. And it was good because I had a bit of a cold, my microphone broke, all these things. And luckily Jeff is a pro podcaster, so he carried the interview for me. And it was less of a life story how we normally do on these podcasts and more just I got to shoot the shit with a trail runner who's 53 that lives in Texas and talk about podcasting and trail running and like how cool is that because that would just never happen in real life if I just wanted to call somebody and ask them about things well I mean maybe but you know might also be weird it's totally not when it's recorded so Jeff is self-proclaimed an OG Clydesdale say they are mid to back of the pack runners taking on big goals. And they do a really cool job of their podcast. The format is a little bit different than mine, but it still focuses on kind of highlighting the amazing things that, I don't want to say average because we're not average, but everyday people do. So by that, I mean, you have kids, you have a wife or a husband and or a partner or four wives, whatever <laughs> floats your boat. And job and everything going on and still managing to tackle 100k 100 miles all these big giant things and I think using these platforms to kind of elevate those people spreads the word that like you don't have to be an elite person flying down a mountain you can be whoever you want to be and you can just tell in the interview how inclusive Jeff and Steven are and so they are just training for their first 100k I'm super stoked for them Uh, coming up here in February, I believe he says. So I kind of want to have his partner on the show after to hear how that goes. And they uh, get to run in the night, possibly for the first time or the second time I think they trained for it. Um, And uh, Jeff's a big guy. So we talk about what kind of calorie intake do you need? And uh, we got into a bit of geeky trail running training stuff. I think it's pretty interesting. He would try the Maffetone method for a bit. I'll leave it at that. I'm kind of blabbing on here, but I just am just got off the phone with him and I really was just like, that was a really fun conversation. Such a great way to start the day. Okay. We have a couple of sponsors for today's podcast and I am so excited to announce our new podcast, Knack Nutrition. So that's N-A-A-K Nutrition. So their website is knackbar.com. They are Canadian. I just think that's so awesome. Uh, They do ship everywhere around the world and into the US, but uh, they are a Canadian-based company and they focus on creating sustainable fuel for endurance athletes. So they are actually trail runners themselves and they started the company because they noticed that a lot of the gels and bars we all take, they're not made from sustainable ingredients and they want to help fight climate crisis. So they're focusing on the most sustainable proteins on the market. They're also super freaking delicious. 
So I got the protein and they sent me some bars. I had to hide them because Andy's going to steal them all from me. But if you have a problem getting food in, try these bars because the texture is fantastic. Uh, the protein's also really great. I got the chocolate protein. They have waffles and I think there's more stuff coming. So go to knackbar.com, use discount code TRW and get 15% off. If you want to ask me about it on Instagram, find me, hillsport55. Our second ask today is Gooder sunglasses. Uh, if you don't have your pair yet, please go to gooder.com backslash TRW to check out my favorites and use discount code TRW15 for 15% off at checkout. So they don't slip, they don't bounce, but most of all, they're just super fun and trail running is supposed to be fun. So what better way? Oh, there's new ones. Radioactive spectral spectacles. That is a mouthful. Um, so go check those out. Those are green and flashy and beautiful. Uh, I just put in an order for some more as well because I've taken up tennis and they also are great for tennis because they don't fall off my face when my face sweats like a gross human being. Um, so to complete your outfit for your next race, grab your pair of Gooder sunglasses at 15% off at TRW15 at checkout. Um, they also make great Christmas gifts. So that's that time of year. Yeah, I said it, Christmas gifts. They look flashy, they look nice, and they will not break the bank. Guys, do it, do it now. If you're in Canada, you can um, actually still get a better deal if you order from the US website with this discount code I found. You just have to order a few pairs to get the free shipping. Um, and you're good to go. Secret insider knowledge there. Okay, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at hillsport55. And I love hearing from you guys. So please do reach out, say hello, tell me things. But most people, I will warn you, come for the podcast and they stay for the Baker content because that toddler is something else. Last thing, thank you for all the encouraging words. For the people that saw, I was not sure I could go on as a as a, as a parent with the difficult weekend we had and everybody said um, yeah I've been there it's a phase it'll pass one day he'll stop you know trying to murder me with his breakfast bowl and his spoon so good times good times okay bye all right I'm here very bright and early with our guest Jeff Harold from the big ass runner trail running podcast and I found you guys when I was perusing other trail running podcasts and was like I can relate to these guys and we'll get more into it, but I have a feeling we started our podcast for similar reasons and kind of have the same ultimate goal. So I was stoked to see what you guys are doing and very glad that you agreed to come on the show. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Yes, Hillary, thank you so much for having me. First of all, it is an honor to be on Trail Running Women. I, I feel like I feel a heavy burden as a as a <laughs> white male to really carry carry this. So First of all, thanks for so much for having me. And also, just big congratulations to you. Because I do podcasts, I know how difficult it is to do you know, an episode and even one. And so the fact that you're in year three, that is amazing. So congratulations to you as well. Yeah, thank you. And you guys are well on your way as well. And as you kind of know, it gets addictive where sometimes it is a lot and you're like, oh, maybe I'll take a break. But then it's really fun to just chat to people and get to know them and hear their stories. So it's kind of cool, rewarding that way. It is. And then people say, gosh, is, is that a, it's a lot of, a lot of work and a, a big burden. And, and my perspective has been, you, you may feel the same way. I feel like I get to do this. You know, this, this is something we, we love trail running. We love the community. And so, you know, I, 
I get to do a show and put it out there every week. And sometimes people love it. Other times they don't as much, but you know, I get to get the opportunity to do it. So for me, it's like, man, what a blessing. So what actually, you know what, let's start a bit about you. I've listened to a few of your guys' podcasts and now I get to be that person who gets to go back and catch up, which is super fun. And I've heard a couple of things. Are you guys doing your first 100K coming up? We are. We are. We're, we're doing our first 100K. You know, we've, we've been trail running for several years now. We've got a couple of 50Ks under our belt, but we've never done anything beyond that. And so, you know, it's trail runners, you want to have those big audacious goals out in front of you. And we selected a 100K and we're doing it in February. It's going to be in Arizona. It's the Black Canyon 100. It's an Aravipa race. And so we are super excited and in in the midst of training and trying to get, get ready. And, and as we've talked about on the show, we want to toe the line and feel like we've put in all the work and we're ready to go. And so, yeah, we're, we're super excited. Oh, that's awesome. And I guess I should preface that I keep saying you guys and you're saying we because you do have a co-host on your show. I do. Um, I do. Yeah. It's yeah. actually someone I used to work with. I, I worked with him at a, at a company and we just hit it off, started running together. So he's kind of my running buddy as well. There's a group of us that run together. And, you know, it's like, hey, we're in a pandemic. What else can we do but start a podcast? Let's do it. Yeah, as we were, we would run together and we would talk and tell stories and things would happen. And we're like, you know, this would be fun to do on a podcast. We should, we should try that. He's also a content marketer as I am as well. And it's like, hey, I think we could do this. Let's, let's try it. And we've got a lot of time on our hands. We're working from home now. So let's, let's give it a go. That's super awesome. And that makes a lot of sense. And I actually did see like, so I was looking through your website and I'll link to everything on the show notes. It's bigassrunner.com and your Instagram. And you guys do a phenomenal job. And then I noticed that both of your day jobs are in marketing and content. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Feels like <laughs> a very unfair advantage, but the community you've built through that looks amazing too. And that's been probably our biggest surprise. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, let's let's do a podcast. And and what we wanted to do, there's lots of great podcasts like the one you know, I'm on right now. But what we wanted to do is just something for the everyday runner. Just, you know, we're we're not super technical like like you just said, you know, just asked me about. We haven't, you know, we're not doing hundred Ks and hundred milers. We're we we're experienced, but we're not elite runners by any stretch of the imagination. We're everyday runners. We have day jobs. We're, we're juggling life. We're doing the ups and downs that, that life brings you. And so we just wanted to start a podcast that we would find entertaining and interesting as, as we would run. And, and so that's what we did. We started a, a podcast, like, a, like you said, is called The Big Ass Runner. I can talk about what, why it's called that later, but yeah, it's just for the everyday runner. And you know, we love it. We but I think our biggest surprise has been let's let's create this thing and see if anybody listens. And you probably experienced this too, Hillary. When people listen and give you feedback and enjoy the podcast and send you notes like, "Hey, thanks for you know going along with me on my run. It, it really helped me get through those those last few miles." That's been the biggest I think surprise and, and probably enjoyment is seeing the community start to build. And we call it the Big Ass Runner Herd, and it's <laughs> it's really just been amazing. We, we love it. Yeah, absolutely. That was, and I think what both of our podcasts kind of did was find a need. So there was so many when I started that were interviewing just the elites. And um, I just don't think that every, like, it's really inspiring to hear from them, but not everybody can relate to that. So like you guys have a segment, my first trail race, I found that anything geared towards 
somebody doing their first 50K or is a total beginner, that's what people are really excited to hear about because then they're like, oh, I can do this too. Like you just said, I have a job as well and I have kids and I can still train for a 50K or a 100K or, or whatever it be. So it was definitely um, a needed space for people to realize that like not everybody is winning, obviously, right, but right. we need to hear from those people. Yeah, we just want to make it relatable. And what we say is we want to encourage and entertain. And that's what we try to do. We, we've never said, hey, we, we know everything. We, we're the experts. We try to bring on experts from time to time to talk about more technical things. But our, our role really is to encourage and entertain. And, and hopefully we, we strike that balance. And, and at the end of the day, we're having a lot of fun doing it. That's for sure. Well, I'm going to get more into your story, but I just have one more quick aside. Is this your first, like in Canada, it took a lot longer for races to come back. Is this your first race back since having the podcast? No, we actually were able to do, so Bandera is one of the races that we have done a couple of times pre-pandemic. It's a 50K down near San Antonio. People know Texas, it's, it's you know Southern part of Texas. We ran that race a couple of times as a 50K. And we were actually able to run an aid station last, I think it was January. And that was the first kind of big you know, 50K, big ultra in Texas after, and I guess it was kind of during the pandemic a little bit, there were masks required in the aid stations and things like that. But that was really the first one. So you know, things are a little bit you know, looser here in Texas, you probably know. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have had a few, but it, it, again, when you do have them, when you, when they've been taken away and you do have them, man, you just realize how, how lucky you are to, to be able to run and race. And so no, it wasn't the first one, but, but they, they're starting to get a little, feel a little bit more like they used to, which, you know, bigger crowds and, and things like that. For sure. We're just starting to get them back here. I had my first race and before, um, the pandemic I was on, I had a newborn. So it was my first race back in a long time. Oh, and wow. the coolest part was, and it just kind of goes what you're seeing with the messages. It was an out and back. So there was a lot of seeing other people. And I probably had 25 people who must just know what I look like from Instagram that were like, I love your podcast. Um, <laughs> and that is the coolest like bit of cheering you can get mid-race. So I hope in the 100K that everybody gives you a shout out and it will keep you going for sure. Isn't that interesting though? And I'm, so you're, you're, you're sensing this too. I, we'll go somewhere and, and you know, the, to a local park or whatever and people will hear my voice and like, are you, are you from the big ass runner? It's just so strange. You know, it's like, I'm just Jeff. I just, you know, we create some content and put it out there. I'm glad you like it and glad it's resonating. But yeah, it's just, it's very interesting. Oh, that's actually funny. Cause that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Like you have a very unique, but very good for radio quotation type, type voice. I'm sure you must hear that all the time. Cause as soon as I turned it on, I was like, oh yeah, I want to listen to this guy. <laughs> It's the, it's one of the biggest surprises of, cause I don't know if you feel this way, Hillary. I, I don't think I do. And people say, Oh, you have such a, a calming voice. I could listen to you all day long. I'm like, really? Totally. <laughs> just yeah. Shocking to me. I, I, you know, it's just <laughs> one of those things. And this, and this is kind of life and this is kind of trail running. You, you kind of go out there and try some stuff and, and do it. And you never know what'll happen. And the fact that people find my voice, something they want to listen to is, is still shocking to me. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, because your own voice is quite cringy, I find. I have it. Right. Everyone it. feels that way. It's like, oh, I don't like to hear. I'll, we have a lot of listeners that will, you know, we'll ask to do, you know, and we can talk about how we involve the listeners in our show, but we'll ask them to do recordings. They're like, oh, I hate my voice, but I'll do it. I'm like, no, you, you just, everyone feels that way. And it's like, no, it's great. You, believe me. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting. So actually, yeah, I want to get into more about your story, but I did find two things that you mentioned there were super interesting. Um, one, how did you come up with the format? So for our listeners that haven't listened, um, the ones I've listened to, it's like you guys chat about it and then you have a recording of the person tell their story and then you dissect it after. And I thought that was really cool because it was so like you can almost get more emotion from the person who's telling yep. the story then because they're so they're just reliving it in the moment. Um, how did you come up with that? You know, Hillary, part of it is just trial and error. We, we started the show and we said, you know, we really want to make this about making our listener the hero. We didn't want us you know, to be the hero. And even, and we, we sort of, some of it's just luck. You stumble upon something. But when we were first laying out you know, the, the way that the show would go, first of all, we said, well, we need to hire you know, voice talent to do our intro. You know, we got to have a, a real cool intro. And something inside me said, you know, I wonder if our listeners would actually do intros. And so every intro of our show is a different listener that that does the introduction. And I think from the beginning that that just sets the tone that, that this show really, you know, we, we get to kind of guide the ship, so to speak. But really, the show is for our listener. It's for the, the big ass runner herd. And so from that, to, you know, to answer your question, we wanted to do some, it's almost like there's, there's a real popular sports radio station here in the Dallas area. And we almost use a radio show as a, as a format model. So we do shorter segments and we, we basically have two segments per show. The first segment you know, I mentioned earlier, we, we try to entertain and encourage the first segment is a little bit more, I would say, technical or someone's story or re you know, really heavy dose of, of trail running, so to speak. And then the second episode, it's a little bit more in the, in the entertainment side. So we might do some funnier things or fun things. And so there's kind of an open and then there's a segment one. And then we have a middle section where we, sh we call shout outs and kudos. So we'll just give a shout out to one of our listeners who've done something epic that week or the week before. And then we have segment two. And again, that's a little bit more on the entertainment side. And then, then we have a close. So that's, that's our format. We, we have different segments we do. We don't do the same thing every show. We do have a segment that you've mentioned called My First Trail Race. We, we love telling people stories of their first trail race because it's been, you know, six, seven years since my first trail race. And I forget because I came off the road and in, onto the trail, I forget the, the fun and the beauty and like seeing it for the first time through fresh eyes. And so we get people who have done their first trail race to tell their story. And what we found, we, we try to do it on the phone, but like you mentioned, we what we found is just record it. I think people are less nervous, but they also, you can get that emotion and you know, we just have them record it on their phone and send it to us. And then we, we talk a little bit about it. So my first trail race is one we do. We love why I run as a segment. We do kind of the same way where people just record, you know, what it is, what's their, why, why do, why do they want to run? So that that's the format. We have a lot of fun. We've got, a format called Timmy Time. We've got a friend of ours named named Tim who comes on and and, and sings, and my co-host Stephen, who <laughs> believe it or not knows nothing about music. You you you'd be shocked at how little he knows. He tries to guess the artist. We you know that's the kind of more of the entertainment side of it. So we just we just try to have a lot of fun. But our goal again is to just honor our listener, 
give them some content if they're out running you know, during the week or commuting or whatever it is that they can listen to and, and be both encouraged and entertained. Totally. I think you guys have nailed that for sure. And it kind of takes some of the, the pressure off, I think, when you're listening to people just have fun. Like if you're starting to get anxiety about races or about your training and all that sort of thing. So just it's a nice reminder that like we do this because we want to. No one is telling you you have to run through the mountains for 18 hours. Like this is exactly this is supposed and, and- to be fun. Exactly. And you're, and you're not alone. And I think a lot of times, you know, you go out, what's interesting about trail running to me is it can be an individual sport. I'm, I'm trying to get my PR. I'm not trying to compare myself against anybody else. And I, and during the week, I usually run by myself because people are busy and all that during the weekends, I try to run with people. So it's, it's an individual sport, but it's also a community sport. And I think when you're out there during the week, trying to just log those miles and you're training for something, it, it can feel a little lonely. And so to have a community that's there with you, supporting you. And I think one of the things we love is on Instagram, when we see listeners connect with each other and encourage each other it has nothing to do with us. We've just been sort of this vehicle that's connected them. Oh man, that's to me, that's the best is when you see someone that maybe hit a PR and someone else, a listener that lives in a total different part of the country or, or world encourages them to me that community as aspect and the encouragement aspect is just phenomenal. Totally. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. So you chatted a bit there about the community aspect, and then you hinted before that you came from road to trails. So let's back right up. And were you a runner as a kid or were you playing sports or how did you get into running initially? Yeah, I'm, I'm all, I'm hundred percent Clydesdale. I'm, I'm a six, four, <laughs> six, four guy. I no, I played basketball in high school and, and running was just a function of, of playing basketball and, and running meant, you know, running what 20, 30 feet to the other side of the court. I was not a runner, nor did I enjoy running at all. Uh, but when you know I got married and then I got a job, do you guys have dairy Queens in your oh, yeah. part of the, okay. So I got a job with with International Dairy Queen, like the corporate Dairy Queen, early in my career. And they gave me a company car and they said, You've got 57 Dairy Queens all over Texas. Go, you know, go train, go do inspections and all that. Well, I'm driving around thinking I'm all that, and I'm eating blizzards and you know, burgers, and I, I just put on all this weight. I mean, I should, I gained so much oh weight. It's so funny. It was great. You know, it's fun. I mean, who doesn't love a blizzard? But you know, I said, man, I got, I got to do something. And so I, I started running it just as, as a way to try to get myself a little bit in shape. And then in a few years later, I met, you know, again, this goes back to the community thing, met some friends, they were runners. I said, Hey, let's, let's train for a marathon. I'm like a marathon, 26 miles. Are you kidding me? I think at the time I'd, I'd maybe done a 5k and didn't like that. Didn't enjoy that at all. And they said, let's, let's do it. Let's do it together. And we'll go and train together on the weekends. And I thought, okay, you know, I'm, I'm all about big goals. This is going to be a huge goal. And at the time, and you know, now it feels like a marathon It's like, you know, it's still a big achievement, but when you've done, you know, longer distances, it kind of puts it in perspective. But back then, man, it felt like the biggest, the biggest thing and started, started training for it with some friends and, and did that back in 2001, did what, what used to be called the White Rock Marathon here in Dallas. It's now called the Dallas Marathon. But here, and here's how the Big Ass Runner got its name. So I'm you know, all excited. I show up 
race day to pick up your packet, you know, how excited you are and you didn't sleep too well the night before. And this is, this is my first race ever of any significance. And I pick up my packet and you get your little bib and on the, on the bib, it said division. It said Clydesdale. And I was like, <laughs> Clydesdale, that's those big ass horses. That must be a big ass runner. And that's, that guy was kind of a joke. And, and that's how the name big ass runner got started. But yeah, I, I was a basketball player who gained a lot of weight, needed to, to get in a little bit better shape and and did his first marathon in 2001. And incidentally, I'm running my second marathon in December and it will have been exactly 20 years to the date of my first marathon. And I'm trying to PR it. it it's not hard because I was very slow, but, but yeah, it's just one of those things like, can I, can I do this 20 years later? Can I beat my old time? But that's, that's how the big ass runner got started. And then from there, and I, I wasn't, I didn't run again much after that, but then I, I got with some friends and they were doing OCR races and mud runs, mud, you know, tough mudders and Spartans and things like that. And so we started doing those and to train for those, we'd go out to a local park and, and trail run. And that's really where I started developing a love for trail running. And we were still doing like half marathons on the road and all that, but I just loved trails and trail running. And, and that's really what, where it started. And that's probably six, seven years ago. And, and here we are now, I've got a trail running podcast and I'm training for a hundred K. It's, it totally is. Once you get in there, you're like, Oh, why was I ever on the road for extended periods of time? And we, we, I, I have nothing against road running. We have a lot of road runners that listen, you know, again, cause we're not super technical. We're, we're here to entertain and encourage. And so, you know, I, I don't just, if people love roads, that's great. I just personally, love the trails. You know, I, I, I just like being in nature. I love the trees and the, you know, the terrain and the challenge of it, but you know, nothing against road running. It's just, I love trails. No, totally. And we say that all the time because many of our listeners are the same. And oftentimes in winter, especially in Canada, everybody goes back to roads to kind of, you know, work on that speed a little bit, a little shorter runs and kind of the novelty of going to a 5k over a hundred K seems super exciting again, but usually halfway through a 5k when you're like, Oh, geez, I'd rather be just tootling along in the forest. <laughs> you know, when you're on the, on the roads, it's like time is so prevalent because you're not, you're not negotiating trees and roots and rocks and all that. It's like, it just feels like it takes longer. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. When I get on the trails, it's like, I'm my, it's so, you know, your, your mind is engaged with the terrain and, and trying to, to navigate all that. And I, I tend to trip a lot. So I'm worried, you know, I'm trying to not trip and it just, time is different on the trails for me than it is on the road. Yeah, it absolutely is. And that's actually, so you're hundred K. Um, do you know how much elevation is it or how technical the, the trails are? I don't know how much elevation it is in Arizona. So there is quite a bit and it is fairly technical And I think it's a different technical than we're used to here in Texas. Our, our technical is more, like I mentioned earlier, roots and, and trying not to trip over roots. I think there it's going to be more rocks and mm. we actually are fairly familiar with rocks because Bandera, as I mentioned before, we've done the 50 K there a couple of different times. That's a lot of rocks and roots, and so, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a different thing. And I've, I I did get a running coach, and he's really helping. He's done the the hundred k before. He's helping me negotiate that. We're doing you know more weight vest training, and I'm working with poles and things. And so, 
Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how, how to do it. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be different than anything we've ever done for sure. It's going to be different, but it's like, say it takes you 15 hours and that's just a total random guess. I don't have any idea how much climbing there is or anything. It's like how you just talked about where time doesn't matter anymore. Time slows down and your friends just like live a regular life or go to school, your kids, whatever. And it's everything goes fast, but you get to like live a whole lifetime in this short amount of period of time where you're like so present because you have to be like you just said and everything slows down and I think it's like this magical world that we get to experience that in regular life everything happens so fast that we don't get to experience it and you get to get to the edge of your comfort zone and just like pause and think about like how do I physically keep going and it's such an amazing experience even though sometimes it comes with like big lows in the middle of that um, that we're just so lucky that we get to do that. Um, but it's exactly like you just said, like time becomes so different. So you're just, I'm really excited for you to experience that. I love that Hillary. I, I think you know, we talked about this, I think in our last episode is a, a trail a, an ultra marathon is a series of adventures within itself. It's a series of ups and downs. It's a series of problem solving and it's a series of one foot in front of the other. And you're going to feel good at times, like, man, this is easy. This feels great. And then it's like, I don't think I can go another step all within the same race. And that to me is the beauty of, of trail racing and, and, and ultra running. It's, you never know what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get a lot of, probably a lot of stuff, but negotiating and figuring out how to solve it, uh, is, is part of the deal and so much fun. Totally. So a total random question at six, four, how much do you have to eat per hour? Do you think what's your coach telling you calorie wise? It's a great question. You know, I, it, we kind of joke on the show. I, I've been trying to do the heart rate training. I, I took a step back because I was getting a little bit frustrated with, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a mid, mid to back pack guy, which I'm fine. I'm fine with. I, you know, again, for me, it's, it's challenging myself and not necessarily comparing myself to others. But I do, you know, because I want to challenge myself, I do want to get faster. And so I took a step back and, and started doing heart rate training. I don't know if you've ever done that, but that is, and I'm not a patient person. That is a test of patience because- you mean like the Mapitone method? Yes, yes. Right, okay. Because at my age, and I'm a little bit older runner, at my age and um, experience, my heart rate needed to stay below 135. Well, you know, it's 6'4 to whatever- um, that I rev pretty, pretty hot. And so to keep my heart rate below 135, I was running at like 13 minute pace on a track, not, not only on a trail, but on a track. And so I did that all summer and it's hot in the summer. So that's revving the engine even hotter. And so it's been really tough to do. And so I've, I've started to kind of maybe not worry so much about the heart rate and, and, and trying now to do just, just whatever pace makes sense and, and where I can still, you know, speak and talk and not feel out of breath. And so I'm, I'm sure I'm a little, probably zone two now as I run. So to answer your question, what I thought I would be doing would be burning more fat. And so I would eat a certain way if I was doing that. I think, I think I'm going to have to figure out the fat plus carbs. And so it's a great question. I don't have a good answer for you right now. I need to ask my coach because <laughs> I imagine quite a lot. 
And, and that's, that's a right. That's a, that's a challenge too, because when you're having to eat quite a lot to keep the calories up, then, you know, the stomach situation can, can go south in a hurry. Yeah. And you have to kind of start early and stick with it in a, in a hundred K because if you get in deficit, you're not going to catch up. Totally agree with that. And that is the one, if I have a strength, that is, (laughs) I will eat early. In fact, my, my, one of my running buddies, Tim, who, who's on the show, Timmy time, he's, he's a, he's a blast. We, when we were running our very first Bandera, first 50 K he's the kind of guy, he's just a good athlete and he's not necessarily a, a trail runner. But I told him I was doing the 50K. And he goes, well, who's, who are you doing it with? I'm like, I'm just doing it. I, it's something I want to do. And he said, I'll do it with you. <laughs> it's just one of those guys that'll just, I'll do it. And he jokes because he, he'll say, I'm, I'm eating before I, I get out of the, the car. Like I'm already, <laughs> I'm already feeding myself and fueling myself. So there's one thing I think I do okay. It's, it's the eating. Now, the hydrating part, that, that's something I need to work on. That, that's a skill. It really, really is. I know a lot of people that just can't eat. And if you can eat, before the race starts and during that's your five steps ahead already. I feel like that's the best part of trail running is you get to eat. Oh my God. <laughs> I, like yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think I tried to kind of mentally calculate what I went through in my last hundred. And I was trying to think like, what, how much can I actually take in so that I can push the pace a bit this whole way? And I want to say it was like 5,000 or something that like was totally yeah. insane. It yeah. was totally crazy. But um, it had, you have to train yourself to do that. Right. And I had to do like little bites every half an hour. And sometimes that was like my only goal for that hour was to like get a bite of this food in. And so it tied up my mind pretty good when I needed it to. Yeah. Well, that's, so, you, you, you mentioned something that's, I think is important. And this is something I'm trying to do this time that I haven't done in previous races is, is train scenarios. Like when I do my training run, you know, set up my truck as an aid station and let's use it like an aid station. Let's try different things and what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Running with poles, running. You know, I've never run at night. So we actually signed up a couple of months ago and did a night race just in case, you know, we do go into 15 plus hours. So yeah, I think, man, training for, for trail races is like, what are all the scenarios I might find myself in? And, and let's, let's try to figure some of those out before we get out there. Now, Part of the adventure is new things and new experiences, but if you can try to anticipate some of those, you'll, you'll certainly do, I think, a better job than, than if you didn't. Yeah, mentally and physically. People say, like, visualize the race and everything going well and all these things, but, like, visualize the worst possible scenario as well so that when you get there, it's not a shock because if you're emotionally drained and exhausted, you need to be like, okay, this is okay. Like, I know I can handle this. So there's there's so many tricks to that as well. Exactly. Um, I just lost my train of thought. You said something there that I thought was really interesting. Well, okay. So I'm going to back up a bit again, because my listeners will kill me if I don't um, ask you a bit more about this, because I actually do have a lot of women that start trail running sort of after their kids have grown up and they, they just need kind of something for themselves because a lot of time women, especially lose a bit of their identity and a bit of their, their goals um, after they have kids And trail running is such an amazing place to kind of get that back because road running can be hard on the body and the trails are a bit softer. So we get a lot of, I get a lot of people reaching out saying I'm doing my first 50 K and I'm 55 years old or something like that. Um, And they often, the conversation is around how to train and this Maffetone training and if it is beneficial. And um, I don't actually know how old you are, but you mentioned that it, that you thought it was kind of age appropriate. So can you tell us a bit about 
what your coach told you the purpose of that was and how it went and um, maybe how old you are? Yeah, I actually started it. I'm 53. I actually started it before I, I hired a coach and we've been working with a coach and he's totally for it. He's not necessarily against it. I think for me, it was, I felt like when I was doing trail races, I was, like I said, I'm because I'm a, a, a larger human, I was burning pretty hot and I, I sweat. I'm a free sweater. I'm slinging sweat everywhere, <laughs> burning pretty fast. And I found myself kind of tanking, even, even in shorter, I remember I was doing, I think it was a half marathon trail race. And I remember I just kept bonking about mile eight or eight or nine or 10. And I just, I felt like, I, I just feel like I'm burning too hot. I need to maybe back up a little bit and try to build a little bit more of a foundation. And I mentioned strength earlier is eating. I think a weakness for me is base is really building that base that you can build off of. And so what I wanted to do is back up and, and get that base established, get it a little bit more miles in during the week and do it at a slower pace to kind of build up over time. And I think I did that. And, and if, if I said, you know, did you, was, was heart rate training successful? I'm still doing it. And even when I, when I cross train, I try to keep the heart rate below at 135. I do a lot of Peloton uh, during the week as well. I, I work that into my, my training and I do try to heart rate train at that. And I'm, I'm hoping that the combination of, you know, pushing a little bit and then staying below it as well will all culminate in, you know, hopefully a, a, just a good foundation for me so that I don't burn too quickly. And I think that's where I was, I was bonking. Totally. And that actually makes sense because even with like, that's a general training program with a little bit of that speed work added in. One thing that people make mistakes with when they're training on their own is not running the easy parts or their easy runs easy enough. And so you can't have speed work and that middle ground because <clears throat> sorry, I was crashy throat. That's and ends up being what happens. So if you can learn to get that aerobic base, like you said, at a low heart rate, then you just eventually can run faster at that same low heart rate. So I think it does work. I think it probably just takes a long time. And like you said, it's not as exciting mentally as you know, sprinting <laughs> up the hill. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I don't know how many laps around. There's a there's a local uh, middle school here close to me where I live. And I would, I'd go out there because it's softer on, you know, and for some reason, people are like, I, I don't know how you run around a track. I would rather run around a track than just run on the sidewalks around here for some reason. I don't know how many loops around a track I did this summer, but I think it's paying off because, you know, my, I am getting some PRs when I'm just doing my, my midweek runs and things like that. I'm feeling, I'm feeling faster. I'm also trying to get my, my nutrition down. I'm trying to lose a little bit of, of that Clydesdale. And so it, I think that, you know, it's, it's like a, if you say, what's the one thing that was the tipping point? I don't think there is a one thing. I think, you know, it's, it's getting that base. It's, it's training the right way. It's, it's getting a little bit lighter, hydrating better. It's like a lot of little levers that you need to pull and, and test to get to to that, you know, ideal state where you can feel like you're, you're, you've done the work, you're ready to toe the line and you're ready to give it your best race. Totally. Yeah. So I want to shift gears a little bit here too. Again, like I get asked this question a lot, um, how to fit training in. So you mentioned you are married. Are you still married? I am. Yep. Four kids. Four kids. Okay. <laughs> so tell us how old are they and how does this work into your life without any resentment from your partner and that sort of thing? 
Yes. Well, I've got four kids and I've been married 27 years and, and four oh, wow. kids. My oldest is 25 and married. And then my second, my daughter is my oldest. And then I have a son who just recently got married in May and lives in, in Austin, Texas. And then my third kid has a daughter named Ava and she is at university. So she's at Texas A&M University. And then my youngest is a senior in high school. So yes, life is a little bit like a trail race. It's, it's a series of problem solving and, and figuring <laughs> things out. And like this weekend, for example, everyone's coming home here in the, I live north of the Dallas area and we're doing family pictures because we haven't done it in so many years. So I'm trying to navigate my, you know, my long run is usually on Saturday. So how do I work that in? I'm a huge college football fan. So how do I fit watching my team play? You know, it's just, it's a series of problem solving and figuring things out. And and that's why I think having a coach has been really helpful for me because he understands that and has worked into my schedule things like Peloton, where I can, you know, I work from home right now. And so I can, you know, during lunch, I can jump on, you know, for an hour and knock out a good, a good ride and, and as part of my training. And so yeah, it, it's tough. And, it, but to me, it's all about, is it a priority? And if it's a priority, then I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to do it. I'll get up early. Like you're, you know, like you're doing to record this, you're getting up earlier before your son gets up. It's like, a, it's just a way of, gosh, if it's a priority and it's important to me and, and that's part of, part of my why and is, is I want to be healthy for my grandkids, then you're going to figure it out. You'll find a way. It's just like hitting that finish line. Like you don't feel like you're going to make it, but you'll, you'll find a way. We'll figure it out one foot in front of the other. You may miss a run here or there. You may miss some other things, but at the end of the day, you'll, you'll find a way. Yeah. I love what you just said. It's a priority because we all do have the same amount of time. Right. And sometimes you're like, well, how much TV did you watch? And exactly various things. Right. And you can find like, um, I had a guest say they find time around the edges and I thought that made a lot of sense. So like they live five miles from work. So if they have to run to work and home and that's the only way they can get in any jogs that day, that's what they'll do. And like, yeah, maybe you're a little sweaty at work, but the theory is really good. Yeah, no, I love it. I love that. Time around so, the edges. I'm going to use that. One of the things I find interesting um, is like you and I can talk about 100K and it, like you said, it's relative now to things that we've done. So it makes a lot of sense. But people who have no idea and continue to call your 100K a marathon don't quite understand what it means. So what kind of reactions are you getting from people at work and then also when you went home and said to your wife, like, okay, 50K was great. Now I'm going to double that. Um, what is their response to you been for these crazy goals? Why? Why, why would you do that? <laughs> That's usually, you know, why, why would you, I don't, I only run if someone's chasing me. I'm sure you've heard that a hundred times. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a curiosity. Why would you put your body here? Here's the thing I think that frustrates me is like, well, what about your knees? Oh gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, there's, there are study after study that show that running is better for your knees than not running. And so for me, and, and again, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's part of my why is I just, I see, again, I'm not trying to compare myself against other people, but I, I see people get older in life and they sort of, it feels like they, they just kind of quit on themselves. They quit on keeping themselves in shape and they're, you know, in, in their health. And it's almost like, well, I'm getting older. I'm just, I'm just not going to be able to do those things anymore. And I just want to reject that idea. I just, I think 
our bodies are more capable than we think they are of things. And even as we get older, we can do big epic things like a hundred K and you know, my coach just did the uh, Coca Dona 250. He, he ran 257.8 miles. Who like what human like that's I don't like to drive that far. Like how do you how do you do that? We're more capable, I think, than than we we give ourselves credit for. So yeah, when people say why would you do that, I'm like, well, why wouldn't I do that? You know, why why wouldn't I challenge myself to do something big? I can't go fast, so I might as well go far. <laughs> let's let's do this. So yeah, it's 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 interesting when you you get those responses. Totally. I think that's a really inspirational answer. And I hope having podcasts and like guests like you on mine and then having you guys own podcasts, I kind of hope that's the message that, that gets out there that we don't have to just, I mean, in short words, give up, so to speak. And so I have actually had, like, for example, I like to sauna after a long run and oh, you yeah. get your older fellas in the sauna. And if they ever hear me talking about running to somebody, I get this person that doesn't look like they can move too well anymore. Just tell me how bad running is and that I'm not going to be able to walk in the future. And I don't have maybe the best temper control. So oftentimes I can't just, <laughs> I just don't say anything at all. What is your response when somebody tells you that you're going to hurt yourself or hurt your knees? I used to do, I used to try to answer back. Now I just go, oh, okay. I mean, I, you're not going to convince me. You know, I, I know I've, I've seen the studies and, and, and by the way, even if it was worse for my knees, I'd probably do it anyway. I've just, <laughs> I've just accepted it. You know, if that, I'm not going to try to change their mind. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I, I usually just try to try to find out what, what gets them excited, what, what they're usually some, some, you know, everybody has something that they get excited about that kind of fuels them. And then I, I try to find that, find that common ground and find what's exciting to them. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to change anyone's mind. I don't think at this point. <laughs> no, that's true. But that's a really good point that like, even if it was, I would still do it because yeah, like you're here to live. So live your knees are for right. right. I don't, I don't want to get to the end of my life and go, man, I just, w I always wanted to do a hundred K. How come I didn't do it? And I don't want to have, have that regret. Let's, let's go for it. Yeah. I may, I may DNF who knows, but let's try, let's go for it. Yeah, exactly. So what, um, I had two questions written down and I totally, it's too early for me over here. I want to <laughs> no know worries. your goal, your goals with the podcast long-term. Um, and these questions might tie together. So I'm going to ask them together. Um, and then my other part of the question is if somebody is new to trail running, um, or wants to, and is like following your Instagram, but just is a little nervous to take that first step to get out there. What kind of advice do you have for them? That's a great question. I, I think if you can find a friend, find someone to to go through this experience with, that's what worked for me when I talked earlier about doing my first marathon. I would never have done even a 10K if if not for someone else coming alongside me. So if you can find someone to do it with, even, even if you want to start, start with a 5K. And then go to a 10K and then go to a half marathon. Like just start start somewhere. But I think it's so important to find someone. If it's not physically a person next to you, find something like Hillary, your podcast or the big ass runner. Find that community because it it's hard going alone. And you'll get the people who are like, Why are you doing that? What why would you want to do that? And so I think it's so important to find that community that can be encouraging, that can be uplifting. 
And I found, I'm sure you found this too, Hillary, that the friends you surround yourself with that encourage you, you're, it just makes all the difference. And when you, when you have those friends who, who question and, and criticize, man, it's just, it's that negative energy that you just don't need. And so my advice would be just find someone to come alongside with, do it together, or they can be a cheerleader for you, but, but find that community that's going to help, help you, you know, get there. Totally. And another thing compare, no, I don't want to compare it to road running, but maybe a little bit. I think the trail running community is a little more approachable. Like if you were going to go out to a long road run where they're training for their PB marathon, then like that is really intimidating. But oftentimes finding somebody that wants to go for a trail run and going with them, they're usually just pretty excited to be out in the forest. And it's a lot gentler of a place to kind of find a stranger and and join up. Absolutely. In fact, that is the number one thing for me that that got me uh, doing trail races is the first time we did one, it was the encouragement. And again, I have nothing negative about about road running, but I feel like road running is about the destination, whereas trail racing is more about the journey. And I've told this story multiple times on the on the podcast, but when we did the second time we did Bandera, they had to move it because of rain. And so they moved it to a new course. The race director did an amazing job of actually piecing together. You know, it was a 50K and a 100K, and it was just a series of loops. And so you did this series of loops, and then you came back to the start finish at the end of the 50K. And if you're going to do the 100K, you turned around and did the whole thing again. And I remember when I was coming in, finishing the 50K and we, you know, this it's, it's dark and people are turning around and coming back doing the hundred K and they're passing me and they're like, way to go, man. You're almost done. Way to go. It's just amazing. You're doing a great job. I'm like, wait a minute. You're, you're about to enter your next 50 K. Like you're going to be running into the night and you're encouraging me. I'm about <laughs> done. I'm about to be eating, you know, powdered donuts and French fries. And you're going to be out here all night. And I just thought, man, that's trail running in a nutshell. It's the encouragement. It's that friendliness. And my friend Tim and I always have a challenge each trail race. Like how many people can we meet? How many people can we get to know on the trail? And because it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And I I found with trail, excuse me, with road running, you know, people have music in their ear and they're focused and there's nothing wrong with that because they're trying to get a PR or a time or whatever. I've even tried to talk to someone during a, a road race and they can't hear you because of the music. Whereas trail running, man, it's about, you know, having conversations. I, I met someone uh, on a trail in a half marathon and she had really cool shoes on. I'm like, Oh, tell me about your shoe. I'm just a shoe guy. I love shoes. She's telling me about the <laughs> shoes and we, I just got to know her and, and she listens to the show now. And you know, we, we correspond on Instagram. So yeah, I think, man, it is such a, a warm community. It's a welcoming, it's an encouraging community. And that's why, we love it. And that's why, you know, we hope to be just a, a small part of that encouragement with our show. Totally. And you definitely are. Um, yeah, I can relate to everything you just said there. And then, I mean, it, it probably kind of fits in with what you just said, but we talked a bit uh, before the show and at the beginning that podcasting does take quite a bit of work and quite a bit of time. Um, are you guys just going day to day or do you have long-term goals with where you want the podcast to be? Yeah, that, that is a great question, Hillary. I I think we started it by saying, Hey, let's just, let's try this and see, (laughs) see how it goes. And we didn't have like a business plan or a long-term plan. Let's, let's put ourselves out there. And and that's why I commend you. Like when you create something and you put it out there, that, that takes a lot of courage. 
and uh, you know we just let's do it let's try it and see how it goes and see if it resonates with people and i think podcasting is a lot like let's say 100k where it is it's a long-term thing it's it's not a sprint and for us it's like are we are we having fun are we enjoying what we're doing are people responding? Do we feel like we're contributing to the community or taking away? And so as long as we feel like we're contributing and people are encouraged and entertained and, you know, it, it's, it's serving the, you know, the, the community, the trail running community, we're going to keep going. We don't have necessarily written down goals or big goals. As long as, you know, we feel like it's, it's resonating and doing well, we're, we're going to keep going and, and just you know, kind of see where, where it takes us. That's awesome. And I think the podcasts that do the best are people who are doing it because they enjoy it and what they're kind of giving through it, not, um, like you said, written down financial or any sort of goal like that. If that happens, it's just kind of a bonus. And yeah, I, I mentioned this earlier, sorry, Taylor, I mentioned this earlier, but really our, at the end of the day, we, we just want to serve the community. And if we feel like we're doing that, then we'll keep going. And if we feel like we're not doing that very well, that's probably the day we won't, we won't go any further. Totally. And like I was doing one a week and it got overwhelming. So I went down to two a week and it was really tough because I felt so guilty to these people who were saying that they were so excited every Thursday for a new episode and like I was letting them down. So yeah, you it's an emotional roller coaster at times. <laughs> but I get people too say, do you know any other trail running podcasts that are kind of like yours and and not just about the elites? And I have said no for a long time and I'm really excited that I get to recommend yours now. Oh, I appreciate that so much. So can you um, finish off with giving us where our listeners can find you? Um, Instagram, website, where is your podcast found? All of the things. Thank you for that. Yeah, we're on all the, the different platforms. Big Ass Runner. It's easy to remember, easy to find. <laughs> uh, I had a friend tell me, though, when you type Big Ass into Instagram to find us, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> they're 100 percent right that happened to me for sure <laughs> we didn't think about that when we when we named it uh we we went back and forth on the name and because we we're a very family friendly like it's not about your derriere it's a, it's just about your passion for running and so we struggled a little bit with do we go with that name at the end of the day we thought it this we went it's meant to be fun and entertaining let's stick with it so yeah, be careful when you type big ass runner into your Instagram, but yeah, we're big ass runner on Instagram, bigassrunner.com on our website. We just launched a new website. Still got a few little tweaks to make. So, so give us a little bit of grace, but yeah, bigassrunner.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, Jeff Harrell, yo, and I would love to connect with anybody as well. And so, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that opportunity. We, we love connecting with the community send us messages, direct messages on Instagram, email, whatever. We, we would love to connect with anybody. Awesome. And our, our, my very last question, post 100K, what meal are you looking forward to most? Oh, we love talking about food. <laughs> <laughs> love talking about food. Uh, Post-race, you know, I don't get super fancy with my post-race. It's, it's, it's going to have, it's going to involve craft beer for sure. Of course, yeah. Get those carbs back in the body, of course. Mm -hmm. It'll probably involve a cheeseburger and and fries or pizza or or both, <laughs> and it will certainly involve ice cream. There's no doubt about that. Some Dairy Queen for old time's sake. Exactly, another blizzard. Why not? Just one more. <laughs> Just keep adding <laughs> them. Let's go. 
All right, Jeff. Well, thank you so much. It's been so much fun to chat and I look forward to listening to your show on Mondays. Yeah, Hillary, I just want to say again, congratulations on your great success. And again, as, as a pod, fellow podcaster, I know the amount of work it takes and, and effort and coordination and, and sacrifice and Oh man, it's just a lot of work that goes into it. So congratulations on, on your success and, and being in your, your three. It's just amazing. Well, thanks. I really appreciate that.